0: Welcome to another episode of Conveyancing Matters. Hi, Lorraine. How are you?
1: Hi, nice Stu. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. Lovely. How are you? I'm
0: not too bad, thank you. Good. So today we're going to talk about a recent article produced by Rightmove, where they have come out and stated that possibly 100,000 home buyers may miss out on their stamp duty relief with uh, their transactions not proceeding before the stamp duty holiday deadline. So, what do you think? Hundred
1: thousand. I wonder where they got that from. I had to look at the data. I'm not sure. I mean, they've got very clever algorithms, Stu. Um, so, uh, but hundred thousand transactions sounds like a lot. I think an important point for headline writers and conveyances is that to be, you know, to be fair to right Move, they've specifically said, you know, a hundred thousand will miss out on their stamp duty saving. I do think it's important that people don't misinterpret that as a hundred thousand transactions will fail because I don't think that's what they're saying at all. But, um, but of course, what you and I chatted about off-air, Stu, is the, uh, is the situation you and I are very familiar with, but our conveyancing friends might be less so, um, is the dreaded old conveyancing ultimatum. Because mm. I think if, you know, as we juggernaut towards this stamp duty land tax deadline, and we, you know, will it be extended, won't it? You know, you made the point off-air, didn't you? Um, you know, this idea that uh, conveyancers are going to be faced with their clients saying, if if we haven't exchanged by Friday, I am withdrawing. The conveyancing ultimatum, Stu, what's your view?
0: Yeah, uh, see, there's pros and cons, aren't there? Um, I really like it when a client instructs me to give an ultimatum um, on the basis they stick to it. And when I'm advising a client, um, you know, if we're going to go and do this, then you must be deadly serious because the moment we give that ultimatum, if you don't follow that through, then any bargaining point that that you have with the uh, the buyer or the seller is completely lost. So um, I'm sort of pro pros and cons with ultimatums. Um, I really can't stand it um, when clients sort of throw you know throw something out the pram and. And it's a, a, a loose comment, let's give an ultimatum. You know, for me, that doesn't work. It's got to be something that's serious, it's got to be realistic. No point giving ultimatums when, you know, we haven't, or, or if you know a buyer's not got searches or mortgage offers, it's got to be in the right context, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, it has. And I think, again, you know, I think we must say this every single chat we have, Stu. And it, I think it's going to make us sort of old conveyancing farts, really, isn't it? But, you know, we've been doing it long enough, we've seen it often enough. And I think the issue, again, particularly for, you know, people in the profession right now, they're just going to be put under huge pressure by, you know, the agents, their clients and everyone else. And I can absolutely envisage a scenario where perhaps during a phone call, you know, a client may say to their conveyancer, you know, tell him if we haven't, you know, exchanged by Friday, I'm withdrawing. You know, perhaps in utterly good faith, the conveyancer then goes to the other side and says that, and the transaction collapses. Um, the client is going to have a go at the conveyancer and say, "Well, well, well, well I didn't mean it," because of course we're all expected to have the proverbial crystal ball, aren't we, Stu? So I, and I know we're all dealing a lot more with email these days, but I absolutely think again, as conveyancers, if our client says that, we've actually got to, frankly, you know be strong enough to go back to the client and actually even when clients are stressed and aggressive and difficult which they can be to go back and say do you really mean this I think we've got to be quite robust with our our advice
0: yeah you're completely right I think number one do you really mean it is that what you really want will you know are you prepared to put your transaction in jeopardy because if the if the buyer or the seller can't conclude with this ultimatum then where do you go but I think we as lawyers have to advise the client that um, if the circumstances of this transaction are such that there is no way the other party can comply with this ultimatum there's little point in actually giving it yeah and sometimes i do feel you know maybe as a profession we're not strong enough in saying to the client you're completely wasting your time you know that person they don't have their mortgage off they don't have their searches um so you know completion by friday is never going to happen we need to be realistic yeah and plan something that maybe the buyer can adhere to because at the end of the day the whole point of this is to achieve you know an exchange and the completion quickly and within a time frame for a certain reason so I mean, we just don't want to do it for the sake of it do we?
1: No I absolutely agree and I also think what clients who give an ultimatum need to realize and frankly quite you know you and i Stu, know that they tend to be of a certain type it must be said (laughs) you can usually see them you can sense them a mile off can't you but they and the point you made but you know they do need to absolutely understand that if if they give an ultimatum they are then running the risk that their transaction falls apart um and actually um a lady i used to work with at um clt at central law training sue hearn she's fantastic she's still in practice as i say that that woman has got kahunas the size of footballs i absolutely love her and she got um uh she told me once she um was acting for a client who um received an ultimatum and it was the old you know if we haven't exchanged by friday we're withdrawing so sue being sue she knew it wasn't going to be to, to happen. Uh, the matter sort of came and went. Friday tea time came and went. So she just packaged up all the papers, stuck them in an envelope and sent them back to the solicitor on the other side. They arrived on his desk on the Monday morning and he sort of rang her all panicky and sort of said, well, well, well what, what, what have you sent the papers back for? And Sue sort of quite rightly said, well, you know, the ultimatum's passed. Your client's um, said is withdrawing. Um, you know, we couldn't comply with it. Um, my client's not going ahead. And of course, the lister on the other side got all a bit foof and sort of said, Well, 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 well where's your client going to proceed? And of course, the fantastic thing, and I think the clients you and I love, Stu, are those that say, No, that's it. You gave yep. an ultimatum, and you know, I I would I'm not gonna proceed now. And 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 clients will take that view if they're given an ultimatum by the other side there are some that would just as a point of principle say no that's unacceptable behavior you know i might want your property or i might want to i might want to sell it but i'm not going to deal with you and i think anybody giving an ultimatum um you know needs to be clear about that
0: definitely yeah definitely if for me it's all about being realistic and what you're looking to achieve and if you're looking yeah. to achieve a quick exchange and completion and by issuing an ultimatum it, it just means you know the buyers are are uh, not going to comply with it. There is no point, is there? So we've got to be realistic, haven't we? And, you know, as lawyers, I think we must be telling the other lawyer that we're dealing with that it's, you know, this is a, our, our client's instructions are to issue an ultimatum. You know, um, I sort of hate it when lawyers sort of write to lawyers saying that, you know, if, if this, this matter must exchange, you know. If we say this matter must exchange, you know, we're saying, you know, it's our opinion that this matter must exchange. You know, we must be saying it's the client's instructions um but yeah there you go what can you say
1: well i think that's a really important point too, isn't it because we tend to you know some lawyers some conveyances do tend to forget you know we advise the client instructs and it's not our opinion that matters uh and it's, as you quite rightly say you know it's not us imposing the ultimatum and i'm i remember this was years ago now um uh, the, um, there was a solicitor who was up in front of the solicitor's disciplinary tribunal. I don't remember the outcome. I don't remember whether he was struck off or just got a rap on the knuckles. But what he did, do, he, I think in sort of good faith, in that he was trying to break a bit of a deadlock in a transaction. But the lawyer, um, he said, you know, my client's insisting on exchange by Friday. So the lawyer sort of fabricated the ultimatum. Uh, the transaction fell apart as a result. And of course, then everything sort of crawled out the woodwork and it became obvious that the client hadn't instructed the solicitor uh, to impose an ultimatum. And the solicitor, you know, quite rightly, irrespective of their you know, twisted but or misplaced, you know, but good motives you know got got a sanction and, and, and kicking by the sdt and rightly so so whatever we might want to do to try and move a transaction along whether it's to you know shut the agent up shut the client up just get the transaction moving you know we can't impose it i mean it's an extraordinary thought really
0: oh it's a horrible thought i mean can you imagine that well, goes wrong big travel
1: yeah exactly but again it's it's always us it's always us really isn't it but um but as I say, I, I think, you know, you're, you're right about the, you know, don't give the ultimatum unless you mean it. So what advice to, would you give to, you know, let's be serious, perhaps more junior members of the profession that aren't as forthright as, as you and I, you know, they're still working at home or working on their own in an understaffed office in their lounge with 200 emails in their inbox suddenly only 200 this, yeah yeah okay well, they're so, not busy then slow day slow day okay. only eight um, you know what advice would you give that perhaps slightly less experienced conveyancer, to you who either has the client contacting them saying i want to impose an, an ultimatum or almost as bad in a way is in receipt of an, an ultimatum what would you what advice would you give to that more junior member of staff
0: I don't think there's anything too complicated about it. It's um, you know, again, we, we sort of highlighted this point so many times now. We, you know, we are just the lawyers; we just advise the clients. So, as far as I'm concerned, if we receive an ultimatum, all we simply do is send that ultimatum onto the client and explain, you know, we've received this, um, but these are the reasons why we are in the current state that we are. Yeah. I.e., we've not got your mortgage off; we've not got your searches. And I think at that point, you need to say to the client, it's unlikely that we will be able to comply with this ultimatum. Um, Do you want me to continue, you know, pushing your matter forward, you know, knowing this fact? Um, And again, if, if clients are asking you to give this ultimatum, I think it's absolutely vital that you sort of question, well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to give an ultimatum? The circumstances are X, Y, Z. It could be that the buyers haven't received their mortgage offer or searches so by giving that ultimatum it might not you know do what you want to achieve and i always make it crystal clear to clients that once you've given that ultimatum if the buyer or the seller doesn't comply with it and you then carry on i have no bargaining position with the other side because anything we may say in terms of chasing or or, or how serious we are you know we may pull out all out the window once you give that ultimatum and, and we don't stick to it we're not serious are we
1: yeah i mean it's the cry wolf thing isn't it really you mm, know yeah, exactly. uh, and, well and it's the it's the sort of it's the Hearn point isn't it? it's the well well you know are you going ahead uh no you know because we can't and now you know there aren't that many clients who are going to sort of you know um you know then withdraw on a point of principle but there are enough of them i would say
0: but to put it in context what percentage would you say uh give an ultimatum and don't follow that through
1: well i mean the thing is i think because i've been fairly stri- strict with clients for years i mean not many because you know the only ultimatums i'm you know i tend to give on behalf of clients are those which are pretty, Deadly you know, serious. pretty serious
0: um so I, 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 I mean, we, we we brief clients heavily on all types of ultimatums, etc. I would still say that when an ultimatum is given, ninety percent of the time the deadline's not adhered to, and I would say ninety percent of the time that transaction still runs on after that deadline and concludes at a later point. Yeah, I'm
1: just, not, I'm
0: not, I'm not convinced they actually work as such. No.
1: Um, well, interestingly, Stu, let's flip it then. Would you? what are the circumstances where you would suggest to your client that they gave an ultimatum? Uh,
0: rarely. Um, but probably in a circumstance whereby um, if we know that person has all the key milestones that they need to proceed so i.e. inquiries been raised, we've answered them fully, you know, not that, you know, we're yeah. giving an ultimatum. I, I mean, what's, there anything worse than when somebody gives you an ultimatum and you're waiting on them to still answer inquiries or something similar you know so basically you know you have to have had all the inquiries raised answered them all searches in mortgage offers in um and i suppose it's then a period of time that you would deem unreasonable you know if the only matter that was outstanding and you had this information from the other lawyer you're dealing with let's just say it's a deposit um you know the lawyer is only waiting on the deposit before they can exchange. If, say, a couple of months goes past, then it, would, I would say, would be unreasonable that we're still waiting for a buyer to deliver that money. So that's the sort of circumstances, I suppose, when maybe one might be necessary.
1: Yeah, and I even think in that circumstance, you've got to be, again, really clear to your client and say, but, but if that, you know, because what you're actually saying to them is, look, we're you know, this could lead to you withdrawing from the transaction yeah. and have to, yeah. to the market and start again. Yeah,
0: you are. That's exactly what you're saying. You are saying to the client, look, it's up to you whether you want to, carry, you know, let this linger on. Uh, if you give this ultimatum, you are really, worst case scenario, saying that you are going to pull out if it doesn't go by this date and then you're going to have to either remarket or look for another property to buy.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I can see with this right move figure of, you know, this... 100,000 potentially going to miss the deadline. I mean, I think to be fair, there are a very significant number of buyers who are not going to, you know, throw their money down the drain and they're just going to, you know, if they stood to make a 3K, you know, as you said earlier, you know, stamp duty land tax saving, it's just going to lead to a renegotiation, I think.
0: Well, I think the innuendo with a lot of property experts that have made opinion on this is that these transactions are gonna fall through. Mm. Uh, everything I read um, is uh, a swipe at the conveyances hinting that people are losing the house of their dreams and whatnot. Well, of course, it's utter tosh, you know, utter rubbish. Um, I would suggest that most people that don't make that deadline for whatever reason will either still buy regardless or we will renegotiate the sale price, or maybe split the difference. I don't know, um, with with a vendor. But you know, at this stage, where are we? We're, we're mid January. I, I, I cannot see how anybody can predict the volumes that may miss um, th- this deadline if it is enforced by the government. And on top of that, you know, I think we're all getting a bit sick, aren't we? Sick and tired of conveyances. Um, being blamed, you know, and and the conveyances got out their game or well, the conveyances have got to take a look at themselves. It's like, you know, how many times do we have to continually say, what about the banks that can't get the mortgages off, you know, mortgage offers out? Is that our fault? What about the surveyors that you can't get booked in till May? Oh, that's our fault. Um, what about the local authorities that aren't producing local searches until April and May? and uh, um, coincidentally the bank that the client's using doesn't accept indemnity insurance? Oh, is that our fault? You know, why do we have to take a look at ourselves all the time? I know um, it's getting very boring, I think
1: it is. And also, you know, and I we've said this before, Stu, but it's just this, you know, and I genuinely do worry about the mental health of a lot of people who aren't being supported, they are just slogging away at home, um, you know, uh, try, doing their very, very best. And my point about this complete nonsense idea that you know conveyances should have been able to pivot over summer what cobblers you know let's take advantage of the first lockdown no 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 most you know lots of businesses were working out whether they were going to be financially viable at this unknown time that they were going to come out of you know lockdown because when we all went into it we had no idea when we were going to come out of it so this idea that you know conveyancing firms were you know uh, looking at their uh, IT strategy to work out how to you know scale up their their processes when actually some of them were probably looking down the you know barrel of a financial gun wondering if they were ever going to come back to the market and you know maintain the jobs that they'd already got uh, you know I just think it's absolute rubbish but what what's really really getting on my nerves now is this um is this sort of blanket sort of slagging off of conveyancing and staff when the vast majority of people at the coal coalface are absolutely working their bits off we all know there's poor conveyances out there. We've all come across them. There's poor surveyors. There's poor mortgage brokers. You know, there's poor everybody. But In every um, industry. And there, Of course there are. But what I uh, think, very, and I'm starting to feel very, very strongly, is that these pleas about scale up, improve your processes, you know, new IT, do it differently, that's got to be aimed at the people at the top of these firms. They're the people making the decisions about, you know, how many hundred thousand pounds are spent on a new system that will then impact on everybody else? It's not the people at the coalface. And that's what's really, really starting to get on my nerves. It's this just sort of this, this as you said, this sort of just blanket criticism.
0: Well, when, I think it's, it's the assumption, isn't it, that people are already making an assumption that clients are going to miss out because of the conveyances. Yes. Um, because something that the government have imposed without without consultation with the conveyances at the end of March and we're actually in January.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's not even happened yet.
1: Well, And, um, and we've already been is. blamed
0: for something that's not yet happened. I, I, you know, it's getting, it is getting tedious and you're exactly right. You know, I feel sorry for for people that I see that are taking a pasting when, you know, it's different for me because, you know, I'm a partner in this practice. So I make the decision. So I'm there to be shot at, but not some of the guys that work under, my direction if you like yeah um and that would apply to other law firms wouldn't it and other conveyances that are out there yeah it absolutely does
1: it, it applies yeah. to virtually everyone's due and also i mean you know property heresy though mis- this statement might be i'm unconvinced that the stamp duty land tax holiday was appropriate at the time it was made anyway because that, that at that was. point yeah. you know the market was 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 already dealing with with the so-called pent-up demand but um um, but you know uh, but yeah, I mean, the, su-
0: I- the surprise the surprise with the stamp duty was that the market wasn't crashing no. um you know that you know I could understand the change and, and and the implementation of it um if 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 there was a you know significant signs of a drop mm. you know, there weren't we were on the back of brexit weren't we things were actually riding high um so whether it needed to be done at that point, who knows um, having said that um you know I'm a massive sort of believer that you know the property market is the bill and end all when it comes to the economy, because the property market crashes, we go into recession. Um, so I can understand that the, the sort of uh, worry that the government would have had, um, but the difficulty is, as we've discussed hundred times, is you know the, the cliff face that it's creating and yeah. working in these sort of limited periods. It's very difficult as a business. You know, we would love to go out there. We would love to hire another sort of four or five fee earners. You know, what people don't understand is. They don't exist. You can't go out and get them in this market because they're already working for people. They they don't exist. When you've got that much additional work to recruit for such a limited time is impossible.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I'm getting I'm getting, um, you know, uh, offers via LinkedIn and connections and all sorts to locum, for example. Oh, ever so regularly, you know, at least once or twice a week at the moment. But i suppose to perhaps to sort of end up where we started i mean Don't forget you
0: know. you've got you've got to throw into all this and whilst we're as businesses coping with the additional work the the limitations in terms of time that we've got to get it done you're then throwing in um a pandemic that nobody's ever dealt with before <laughs> um in recent times whereby um somebody could have to go and self-isolate in their back they could contract covid they could be ill and of course you can't predict you know, from a week-to-week basis, what staff levels you may have. So it's very, very difficult. And I actually think, despite what everybody says, the professions cope with it really well. Um, and I actually think that maybe sort of, you know, as, as, as an industry, we should take a bit of a step back, you know, stop any kind of infighting. We all know that we're under pressure. Um, give everyone a bit of a break. Um, and let's stick up for ourselves. You know, when people put posts out there about it all being our fault, Let's have a pop back. You know, it's about time we stood up for ourselves and told everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. I am. Um, you know. well, fairly enough, you know, I had a you know bit of an exchange on LinkedIn um, this week. You know, with that very thing in mind, and it was interesting because I, you know, I'm never going to have a an out and out row with somebody on social media because I just, you know, I'm just not going to go there. But um, but what was interesting is loads of quite a few people, not loads, but you know, quite a few people sort of you know posted and said, "Oh, you know." Thanks very much for saying, Lorraine. And thanks very much for sort of sticking up for us. It was quite interesting. But but I suppose we could rant all morning about this stuff, Stu. But um, I guess we'll perhaps kind of arc back and finish where we started. Because yeah. I do think this, this drive towards this deadline, whether it happens or not, is going to lead to more clients thinking about ultimatums. And I suppose the things I would just sort of conclude by saying is that, you know, if you are at home, you know, sitting on your seat to tea, stressed with everything, you know, uh, call on somebody else in the firm to help you if you're not sure how to deal with it. I do think that's important. That, that um, and, and, you know, as we've said, if, um, you know, if your client is the person that wants to give the ultimatum, you've just got the, the, the bottom line is, and a client needs to be told, do you want me to impose an ultimatum? Please confirm to me yes or no. But please, can I remind you that if you do, you may lose this transaction this transaction may fall apart as a result of you giving the ultimatum do you want me to do that on your behalf or don't you that
0: yeah I be, think, and also it, we it's to say. say that you know by giving this ultimatum my opinion is that it won't make any difference because the person you're giving the ultimatum to has no control over the local authority that's taking you know, three months to produce searches yeah. or, or, or whether it's with the mortgage or the survey or whatever the case may be. So I think sometimes if there are realistic circumstances and everything's transparent, then we should be saying to a client, that ultimatum is going to be impossible for your buyer to achieve because yeah. of this situation. But
1: it's actually- want me to it. give
0: it, I'll give it. You instruct me to give it, I'll do it. But I don't think it's going to make much difference.
1: No, and I think particularly in, in, in you know, if you're in a chain that right, right now, well, you might as well forget it. To be honest. well as I say, I think we could go on all days too but uh, so. yeah but um but uh, it's lovely to to see you lovely to see you looking better, I must say and, uh, yeah, and I think it's a
0: shade that does it
1: yeah 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 I must start myself actually now you mentioned it <laughs> <laughs> All right lovely well you take care and I'll see you really soon.
0: No worries take care
1: bye.